Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen Carbonite. We're here to explore life outside of skateboarding, but first, Mind Goblin. On Thursday, the day of re- <clears throat> on Thursday, the day of this recording, fashion powerhouse Supreme released Mind Goblin, a 19-minute Berlin video featuring all your favorite Supreme players from all over the world. Jason. This is Supreme's third edit, marking the opening of a Supreme store in a new city. How does Mind Goblin stack up against Candyland and Stallion? Listen, with these edits, uh, Bill's always got to bring in like a new wrinkle, like some new shit. Like Candyland, that was Prem XGX1000. Stallion, he kind of introduced the new the Violet Kids, like Troy and Seven and them. This one is Supreme X. Atlantic Drift. I think there was uh, Catherine Brooker in there, maybe Mike Arnold, a couple of the Milano dudes. So I thought it was pretty tight, man. Like we've said it before on this podcast, but Strobeck is probably underrated as a as a lensman, as a filmer. Like we know he goes hard with the long lens, but the couple of fisheye lines at that museum with the black marble were really dope. They look super sick. And he has a real like I relate to it because he has a real Gen X sensibility with the music supervision, like Sister Christian. Been waiting like 20, 30 years for someone to fucking skate this Sister Christian. So, <laughs> or did you guys, is that song commonly known as Motorin? Do people think of it as Motorin? That's what I thought it was. Yeah, I just, I, I saw Templeton had it written down as Motorin. Yeah. And so that's what I ran with. But now that you say Sister Christian, I'm like, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I, I knew it by both. And didn't question one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Ever since like like Boogie Nights came out with uh, you know, hey, you guys want to play baseball? That scene, Rick Springfield is a buddy of mine. Since that came out, I think that would that would have been a really dope song for a skate video. Turns I, out you're right. Like I very very much agree that I don't know. Yeah, the Gen X music tastes always work. I mean, I think he's he's underrated in terms of like high impact music supervision. And then the lens work, yes, that too. I think it's a common refrain to be like, it's too zoomed in, it's too this, it's too that. But I think if you step back, you have to realize how incredibly difficult it is because I've had like a you know three plus year um, survey going on with people who may or may not know, you know, asking the right people though who who would have a good opinion if it's in camera, if it's post, and you know he's doing it in camera. And I think just to appreciate like how well he does it, if you ever come upon a more amateurish or like local video where the guy is dispensed with the fisheye and is just going with all long lens, uh, you quickly tell how good Bill is at filming without, you know, an augmented lens on his camera. And like a last thing that I think is worth pointing out, and I think it's often overlooked, Strobeck's like a really interesting editor in terms of, Sometimes the shit's annoying as hell in that, you know, he takes a slow-mo too long or he does this, he does that, but he also has really like ingenious cuts and starts and stops and music cuts. And um, what was it? Nick Stain is as, as maybe our mind goblin at a certain point in the video. Like it's really novel editing. And I don't think that, you know, it's it's tied to traditional skateboard videos, but it's kind of a departure from it in a lot of ways, and just in how he does the unexpected. Yeah, he's like he's a really brave editor. The, the edit that stuck out to me was 
um, Cater did something down like a big four or whatever at that um, museum in Berlin and then does like a switch heel or something and he cuts it mid switch heel, like just on flat, you know, like the, your classic switch heel after a big trick. And I was just like, almost everyone would either cut it before he even sets up or cut it after he lands or makes the switch heel. But Bill just cuts right in the middle and you know i would never do a cut like that it stood out to me too yeah speaking of uh nick stain i mean yeah he's like everyone's favorite like he's super consistent in these videos like he's like the the power forward of this team <laughs> you know like he's up he's got he's always gonna get his 20 points and his uh 10 rebounds you know so anything he comes up with is you know usually gonna be pretty tight of course, he had a slow-mo, like the, the super-dipped uh, backsmith, I guess. Yeah, with the sparks. <laughs> with the sparks. Very sick. Yeah, Dude, and that, that kinked 50-50 was, like, amazing, you know? Like, hanging on for dear life, and it kept going, you know? Like, you kind of figured the end of the rail was where the camera was, but the camera was, like, mid-rail. So there was, right. like, you know, just as much rail left as, it, as he goes by the camera. And then as he's riding away, you know, he's, like got his hands on his head and he just like i imagine he was feeling like i just got away with murder you know like <laughs> to ride away from that without eating shit yeah I don't, by thin lizzie is just like playing in my head if i'm rolling away from that just like yeah i don't think i've ever seen him like do a rail like that everyone's always like uh, oh nick stain he just does like you know kick flips or crooked grinds but i guess he has uh he can jump on them rails i suppose he jumped Pretty on good. that one yeah, yeah he, i mean he's, he he's that out. He's that tricky, sweet, generous, like, it all works and maybe you don't get it type guy. I was thinking of that. They, they were skating that curved ledge. I think it's Mike Arnold. I used to have the, the math to be able to Casper and Arnold, the dudes apart. But Nick Stain does that Smith grind. And I swear, like, my brain was instantly like, ah, shit, he's going to kickflip out. But no, he did not. And just popped out and it was clean. And I don't know. I think the guy... You either get him or you don't, and he's just consistently very good. Yeah, the sparks on that backsmith were fantastic. Yeah, back back to the uh, kick flipping out thing. I, I said this on Twitter, but at this point, it's more progressive to just pop out clean than to flip out of anything. Because like every time, like you see someone's like front toe wiggle, you're like, oh god, they're gonna flip out. You know, I don't even need to watch these like two seconds because I know what they're gonna do. So that was tight. Yeah, and a flip out of a front smith is ugly. <laughs> well, that's 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 the transition guy's like line ender. You know, maybe he does a nollie crook and then a front smith kick flip out, and then he goes back to the skate park. Right. Um, yeah, I would. I I'm honestly sick and tired of seeing back tail backside flip fakey. Like it's really boring at this point. I'm not totally sick of it. I I mean. I got a lot of respect for it, honestly. Oh, but yeah, yeah no, it, it's I've, a I've little never played. Come close. I've never come close. It's just kind of, it's just kind of rote, and sometimes it bounces off the ground. And I mean, obviously, the really good ones are going to be awesome. Like Sushu's, I wasn't on that show, but he does that one in New York. I think it is in his part before the last part, and you know, it's off like a head high drop. Right. That stuff's always going to be amazing. Or down a handrail. You know, there's always a carve out, but in general i i feel like it's play yeah find something else kids he'll flip out maybe or maybe not 
Uh, speaking of heel flips, Troy Gypsum with the the heel flip heel flip line at the the double stack. What do you guys think of the double stack section to open the video? Who did the? Uh... Well, first of all, it's funny how TJ and Sage are like the established vets now. You know? Yeah. And yeah, TJ. I mean, super professional. Showed up and does what he does. Nolly fronts out when he flipped down a big set of stairs. Like that yeah, is crazy. Great. Can't not mention like the Nolly fifty flip and Nolly hard flip up that that one set of stairs. That is like uh, mind blowing. So yeah, he's still doing what he does, man. Yeah, it's pretty wild to think of those guys as the established dudes on the team. And speaking of those guys, you know, like they used to be a package along with Nakel and Kevin Bradley. Who were not in this Where's edit. KB? Yeah, like what would KB be doing Where's in Berlin? KB? <laughs> oh, dude. Sody, 20, Sody 2022. Oh. KB, Sody 2022. I, man, I, I guess he's just in, uh, in Spain doing KB things. That's cool, I guess. I mean, we get a little KB on all those um, Grons videos. Yeah, he was, in, he was in the new one a little bit. I need to point out that Tyshawn is 22 years old, born in 1998. Oh, shit, his birthday is one day before mine, December 24. Damn, I didn't know uh, your December birthday. So close yeah. to Christmas. It's tough. It is Christmas, man. <laughs> uh, the two sets of stairs. Great skating, but it did get me thinking, and probably, probably this whole video writ large, is like the Supreme style of skating pretty conventional? Like, were there any tricks that were really, I don't know, it's tough to really boil down, but kind of leading edge, just anything that was really outside the box, or is maybe Tyshawn doing some stuff upstairs that's just wholly unexpected, that Nolly 360 flip, Nolly hard flip, but... Yeah, but that spot is, like, the spot where you do tricks upstairs, you know? Yeah. That's not super progressive. I mean, the only thing, yeah, that really was was odd was, I think it was Mike Arnold who did the, like, kind of ride on 50-50 and then nollie back tail. Uh, yeah, that was super cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's weird. Like, no one in this group is, like, the most tech. Like, not like, you know, your Carlos Ribeiro or any of those guys. They're not the most gnar, like, toy machine or whatever. They just kind of, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. They're just like, the most cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's, like, it's kind of, like, super stylized. Yeah, whatever they do is highly stylized, and it's like a really kind of like diverse group of kids. There's like Cato, by the way, yeah, Cato in his uh, spiritual homeland, Germany. Like I like how Bill always gives him like some psycho music with like a slow mo, <laughs> like kind of of him making some like psycho face or something when he introduced you know in his section. I love it, but I yeah, Cadao, Cadao, yeah, yeah, Ben Cadao, uh, Cato, yeah, No, I mean. We do we have any baseline <laughs> on which to actually judge the pronunciation yeah. of his name? I always say Cadal in my head. We need we need like the the Supreme Video times time code time code voice and Cadal. <laughs> that was a bad one, man. I, I should do that better. Yeah, there's got to be some website that enough. that can like speak to text or some or text to speech with that voice. And Cadal. <laughs> That was pretty good. We're getting closer. I, I was not, you know, gargling with, you know, I, I did not, and I did not prepare for this impression. So uh, I think I had one other point that like kind of builds up that conventional skating. No, I mean, it's all super 
it's great. It's just like it's not progression, but at the same time, you got yeah, Cater doing Nolly inward heels that are just perfect. And that frontside Nolly heel before the, I think it was a frontside Nolly heel before the he, switch heel cut. Like that was awesome. Oh, looking cool. So I, I was looking at Twitter tonight, and um, Alexis Castro from Jankum was saying that he'd heard rumors that there would be stylists on tap during the making of these videos, as in like making sure that the gear looks correct. Oh, I and wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, yeah, that was just like minute. that was just like oh yeah, this makes sense now. You were saying though, Jay, like <laughs> why does it make sense to you? Oh, just because I mean it's a video to showcase a clothing brand, so. Why wouldn't they? If it's a multi-million dollar, I mean, it gets a multi-billion dollar brand, you know, it's nothing. Yeah. Man, it, it makes sense. But if that's true, it just like pulls so much of the air out of it, you know, like if it's not really how these guys dress. Because I imagine it's it, like the way I see it is like Supreme just sends them a box and they're like, okay, I'm going to wear these clothes this way. I'm going to layer these pieces together, blah, blah, blah. Like, and that's their style. Right. Right, right, right. Because also, like, that's pretty much how they're dressing on Instagram and stuff. But maybe maybe the stylist job is there to, like, you know, lint roll them and make sure that, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything looks right for the shot. Judge yeah. that shit a little bit. Yeah. Man, lint I don't rolling know. before a trick would be amazing. <laughs> um, one thing that, that stuck out was Rowan. There's a there's a shot where he's like got a hoodie on, but then he's got a really cool looking jacket on, and just like the drawstrings are tied at the neck. And I I, I literally I mean I watched I watched the video once today, and I was like, damn, he looks dope. But then I'd always watch all these holy layered dudes in Berlin. I don't know when it was shot, but I was like, you only get half a dozen tries before you got to take some of that shit off, right? Right. Yeah. You're getting too hot, so. Yeah, Rowan, speaking of like, you know, the group and whether they're progressive or not, yeah, bringing him in was kind of a wild card just as like a, you know, super consistent pro who kind of didn't fit in with, you know, the other crew and with the whole like NAC, TJ, KB crew. Right. So that was kind of interesting, I think, in terms of like demographics and stuff, you know. I really think that dude is sneaky, incredible skateboarder. He's got oh, that yeah. 360 flip into the bank. And I mean, it's about as good as you can. Anybody's gonna do it. Oh yeah, he's probably one of those dudes that can do like whatever trick. Yeah, I mean, he did like nollie flip at the China Banks, which is like insane. Yeah, over the bench, riding backside. Yeah, there was another conspiracy theory that popped up on Twitter today that's even wilder than that one. Someone posited that the uh, the lady at the end of the video who's like holding up her sunglasses in her hand because she doesn't want to be filmed. Someone floated the theory that she is a uh, a plant, a model that they brought in for the purpose of being filmed in that manner. It would make sense. Again, it would be like, I don't know, like a little bit too something uh, if that was the case. But it would make sense. Supreme is big enough that to feature somebody in their video who doesn't want to be in their video might present some liability issues. So, yeah, it would make sense. But also it's just like very it's weird too much. It, yeah it's too over the top yeah it's like a little too weird and and then so, again you got the nike and adidas videos clips etc where they're blurring people's faces out and that's i mean there's you know the strobeck male gaze 
is <laughs> Joe McNeil is well, you know, well commented upon and like really problematic if people don't want to have, you know, be filmed by a creeping ass dude. But at the same time, the blurred out face in those other videos, just from a viewer standpoint, totally like, you know, denuded of values you know that the 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 blurred out faces just oh yeah the blurred out faces and blurred out logos and stuff it totally takes me out and it's like oh yeah this is a vans video Mm -hmm. like vans Mm -hmm. made them blur that out it's not a creative choice right going going again on on the theoretical side i was talking to a buddy who's made a, a couple local videos here in the twin cities benji meyer we were talking this weekend just about, you know, Strobeck and how kind of long lens has overtaken fisheye and how it's actually kind of nice to have a decent balance of that stuff in the in videos because, I don't know, you probably could have shot a lot of this stuff in Mind Goblin, Mind Goblin, uh, fisheye, and it would have been as impactful, if not more. And Benji came up with the point that, you know, if you think of Strobeck's like alien workshop career, into early supreme stuff like he was bent over behind a death lens for 20 plus years so why wouldn't you just want to do something completely different and not ruin your back yeah there's the one clip where the guy hurts his knee and it goes from somebody trying something down the big stack and the camera just pivots over to catch the guy going across the plaza to go hurt his knee and it just struck me that Bill's just standing in the middle of the plaza, just pivoting from spot to spot, capturing yeah. the skating that's happening. And like, you know, you just can't do that with a fisheye. Yeah, he's not pushing around the filmer's board. He's not, I don't know, hitting rocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember <laughs> filming two friends try to film a line at Pulaski where it's like, you know, like John goes, then Tyler goes, then John goes, then Tyler goes. But it's like, I'm going every time and it's fucking exhausting. Right. So... Yeah, it would have been nice to film that that shit at Long Lens. Never forget though, Long Lens VX just ends up looking like a foundation video. <laughs> you mean like uh Think like, about it, Doc. Like Cocktails Foundation or like Ethan Fowler Foundation? Uh, yeah, Ethan Fowler Foundation. Oh, oh right, 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 yeah. But anyway, yeah, back to that one part where the guy injured his knee. I thought that was messed up. I don't think they should have included that. Like, especially if you really like tore ACL or MCL or meniscus or something. Like, I, I think it was, yeah, the homie Zach Harris said on Twitter, like, no one wants to see footage where someone really gets injured. Like, it's just bad vibes, I think. Yeah, and it's it was, like, there's kind of, like, a gruesome factor, like, that makes things interesting, you know? Like, I'm, I'm the person responsible for getting the sequence of Sean Malto, like, obliterating his ankle. I'm, like, yeah. I got that on the internet. <laughs> so, did. like, that that to me was, like, interesting, but just, like, to see somebody in anguish like that, like like the guy in, in yeah, from a certain like, like uh, from a certain like macabre perspective, I guess it was gratuitous. Yeah. I mean, well, and then there was a shot near the end of the video, and I'm not sure, but there was someone like tapping their knee, sitting on a ledge, and I don't know. In my maybe optimistic mindset, I was thinking like, oh, that dude got up, and he was like, he's fine, and he was tapping his knee. I have, I have no better um, evidence or signposts for that, but with the last, I don't know. I don't know if it was after that grind to hippie jump, but I saw a possible sign of closure, but it, that dude's knee was probably actually not good. Yeah, it looked pretty bad. And especially like as pretty much every, every skater has like got a major injury like that. 
you just get like PTSD flashbacks of like, oh damn, it's like surgery, like you have to do PT and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like going to the doctor again and again, like, yeah, that's just, that's pretty harsh, dude. Just bad vibes. Yeah, bad oh, juju. It, yeah. It, it does seem like, yeah, Strobeck is kind of the gonzo skate video <laughs> guy, you know? Bumming yeah. That, that, chicks, that, showing knee injuries. That's a good take. Like, um, yeah, just whatever's out there, I guess. You're, you're gonna film it's not it's definitely not like a zero video like trick 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 you know type of thing yeah i mean it's like he's filming what's happening you know whether it's a girl walking through the plaza or a guy hurting his knee or like dude smoking weed or sick tricks happening like he's filming it all and he's he's like letting us the viewer come along and see what's ha- what happens and I think it works yeah i mean I, w- I was thinking that like you know bill Strobeck tropes what the video starts with like cater like lighting a joint i mean he's done he's been doing that for the past like seven eight years just showing someone lighting something you can smoke and and he does it shameless yeah he does it shamelessly and that's not the shit people are complaining about online when when these videos come out it's funny i i i don't, i i really have no like beat on the guy i don't have any insight into what he's all about but I, I wonder if you could get a straight answer out of him about those tropes. Like, what's your fascination with dudes flicking lighters and like puffing on a joint? I feel like it's like shorthand for cool. Like playing with fire is like fun and cool, you know, in like a Beavis and Butthead kind of way. Yeah. And like smoking weed is cool, you know, in a high school kind of way. And, you know, it's just kind of like shorthand for like, these guys are cool. They like play with fire and smoke weed and do cool skateboard tricks. Oh, well, smoking has always looked cool. Like in movies yeah. and stuff, nothing looks cooler. Figs are still cooler than a joint. Unless, it, yeah, yeah. Just I'm, from a, just from a visual that. perspective. Yeah, just lighting up a cig. It cool, looks cool as shit, dude. Just from a vi- yeah, visually, yeah. Forget about it. Yeah, Kevin Rodriguez looks super cool smoking cigarettes. <laughs> dude, for sure. did you guys... See when he was riding away from that trick and he kind of crouched low and like his hand his his melon grab hand kind of spasmed because it wanted to grab his board <laughs> oh shit no, no i didn't see that <laughs> damn we're, we're gonna have to talk about that offline and i'm gonna have to isolate that yeah i don't know man the uh the the early grab wall ride he almost did a backside 180 fakey 5 and that would have been his best trick ever oh dude I know, I'm being blasphemous. I'm being blasphemous. Early grab wall ride looks fun. I've always wanted to try one, but never like... It would be awesome, but you don't have to do it so many times. It's a signature trick. I must have missed that. There's too much stuff going on. I have no recollection of an early grab wall ride. I don't think there was one in this video, but... He's gotten some mileage out of it. I'm I'm just being a well the other the other French guy, it was definitely a, a treat to see some of Vincent footage in here. Even though it was just like three tricks or whatever. That guy looks pretty uh pretty damn good on a skateboard. Oh yeah, for sure. His hair is super cool. <laughs> Look, these guys are cool. No matter how we no matter how you slice it, they're fucking cool, you know? What are you gonna do? I, I take I take a, a I agree that they're cool, and then there's also like a youthful dorkiness that maybe I, a middle middle aged total dork, can recognize. I don't know. What do you mean? Say more about that. I guess maybe I'm just comparing them to like menace and other world brands and the kind of like flexing isn't the right word but 
I mean, they don't seem dangerous. Is that what you're getting at? I, not exactly. And I don't want to say they, they lack an edge either, but it's probably just that, you know, I'm, again, a middle-aged skate, skater and I've seen X decades of other skating to think where, like, these dudes are cool. But, yeah, maybe, maybe it's just, like, they're not as edgy. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's hard to compare anyone to Menace. Like, Menace was like a rap a rap group it's like oh let's take a uh, skate team and kind of market them and brand them like a gangsta rap group yeah at, at the height of gangsta rap like 1994 like it was crazy like Strobeck really wants to get experimental he does the he does the menace filter from the 20 from shot the, you know what i'm yeah from about. the beginning of the 20 shot part what do you mean i don't i don't remember that there was like at the beginning of the menace section of 20 shot, there was this part where they're beating up some guy at Lockwood. I assume it's Lockwood. I think it was and, a fake beatdown. Yeah, some type of beatdown scenario. And it has like this weird colored filter. Very impressionistic filter. Mm. Yeah. But then everyone would be like, dude, you try to be like menace. Probably. <laughs> Can't please everybody, man. What are you going to do? Never going to do it. Well, I'll, I'll look up 20 shot and link to it in the show notes because I'm, I'm not familiar. <laughs> I'm doing the beat from the whatever Wu-Tang song that is. Well, this edit was a Berlin edit, yet there were no Germans skating in the video. What's up with that? Like, where's Versace plug? Versace plug. Or even... Yeah, are there any are there any Germans in this supreme orbit? I'm trying to think. Versace plug's probably the only one that's fresh enough. Yeah, I mean, there's him. There's uh, Kyo Hillebrand. But I think he's... Pretty well hooked up with uh, Arrow and Beast. I mean, maybe maybe the dudes are just like taken, the German dudes. Yeah, so there, there's uh, Patrick Zentgraf, but he's like in the on that primitive uh, program. But yeah, maybe there are some on their program. Who knows? Maybe now that they have a store, they'll like you know get like a little uh, get some gravity going, get some yeah. local rippers in there. Oh, speaking of the store, Versace Plug's brother works there, according to Place Magazine. No shit. Yeah, so or should they open the next Supreme shop, the next Supreme outlet? Do they already have one in Japan in Tokyo? They must. Oh yeah, there's like I, five I, in, there's like five in Japan. I went to the one in Tokyo on my honeymoon and my wife wanted to take a picture of something, but the kid said no. No photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's part yeah, that's uh part of the court. I don't know, like Detroit. That'd be pretty sick. Detroit, uh Miami. Portland. I'd love to see Portland. what they would do in Portland. <laughs> Portland. Yeah, we, we just want the edits. I'm like, yeah, come to Minneapolis. Prague, Moscow. Ooh, a Russian one would be sick. Moscow. Uh, yeah. Dubai. Um, I don't know. Pretty much anywhere. Like Melbourne. Yeah, an Australian one would be good. And there'd be, a, a there's like a sick group of dudes to pull from. Oh, Australia. man. There's like no shortage of rippers down there. There's like a can't swing a dead cat without hitting like a stone cold ripper. Dead dingo. Yeah, dead dingo. Yeah. Or, wall- or a wallaby. Dang. Yeah, do you want to talk about the sideways footage or not? Sideways oh, sideways. yeah, I think that's worth commenting on. Yeah, when it first popped up, I was like, oh, is this like a clip that they intended on filming for Instagram stories and then decided to not? And then it cropped up again and again, and I was like, oh, that's this is a thing. I didn't like uh, it. What would you think, Jason? It kind of reminded me of like, you know, the old 
Batman TV series with Adam West. Mm-hmm. Whenever they'd have a fight, they'd like turn the camera like sideways or a 45 degree angle and like move it back. Maybe that was the inspiration. I don't know. It's only it's almost like he's he's like fucking with us. Us meaning like the skate commentary. Like, oh yeah, you guys don't like my filming? Well, how about this? I definitely thought it was you're gonna watch this on your phone and I'm gonna fuck with you for <laughs> four seconds of these like, you know, four clips where I do this. I'm going to do it super well, too, because that I mean, the camera work is sound when he does that. Yeah, I think he managed to pull it off, but it was to me, it was really off putting. I don't think it actually added anything. But uh, in terms of the way that, you know, Strobeck on November 11th, 2021 became self-aware shit. I messed up my Skynet line um, <laughs> like. I feel like it is kind of conversation with the with the audience. That's interesting. I I really think it would, you know, I again, I was watching it on my phone and all of a sudden you're like, "Ah oh, shit, it's going vertical. This is a soft post, not a hard post all of a sudden, you know?" Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't think about the phone thing cuz I watched it on my TV. It was a it was a big uh, big video release, so I took the time to sat, sit down in front of a television <laughs> set and watch it. Yeah, laptop for me. But I, I think you're right. On the phone, it must be quite an experience. Oh, like he's trying to trick you? Like, whoa, like, do I have my screen lock on? What's going on here? Media is the message, man. Medium is the message. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, what did homie say? Media. The medium, medium is the message. Thank you. Yeah, that's pretty meta if you actually had that thought process. That's pretty sick. I mean, if nothing else, this shit is thought out the way he does it. I mean. Oh, yeah, for sure. The guys that. Uh, for better or worse, dude's the absolute thought leader in terms of how videos are made right now. At least for, you know, those that tend to follow, I guess. That's a lot of skateboarding. Yeah, I I think he's he's the one like kind of doing the most and it's super easy to see people biting his style because it's right. so obvious, you know, but like uh Jacob Elliott Harris is also like I would say a thought leader in this whole skate video thing and chris mulhern you know there's like tons of dudes making cool shit for sure i just ugh, i was thinking of like maybe i tweeted it just the way that you know you, you've got your like big influential skateboard video maker at any given time maybe it goes stacy peralta mike turnaski the middle 90s one i lost track of but then you got jamie thomas ty evans and then it's Strobeck. Also, don't forget uh, French Fred. French Fred, yeah. French yeah, Fred. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. right. The ones with like a signature look or style that gets emulated. Yeah, and it, it kind of, uh, you know, whether, whether people making skateboard videos are aping it purposefully or not, it just kind of seeps into the uh, shared consciousness or unconsciousness, and there you go. Yeah, I think you're right. This week, we learned about Tori Goodall's pursuit of boxing and that Ollie Todd is publishing a book of poetry. Mike, is there really a world outside of skateboarding? So doing a little of a little bit of introspection, outrospection maybe to see if there's that outside world. Like I'm not really sure in terms of the fact that nearly everything I'm interested in outside of skateboarding, I can pretty much trace back to skating in terms of how I became interested in it. And I think that applies to, you know, thinking about video and movies and filmmaking if we want to get really highfalutin based on the previous discussion it's 
you know, writing, I, I, I am a writer by trade, writer, editor by trade. And I got into it blogging about skating. And uh, I mean, what, what's the final point I wanted to make? Music. I think all of it, like all my musical tastes can kind of be encapsulated in 411 issue 10, which was the first skate video I got, you know, that has some gangstar in it, some punk rock, probably some classic rock and some jazz or at least some jazzy hip hop. And that's, that's kind of it. So as much as there's life outside of skating, uh, like my adult makeup as of right now is pretty goddamn linked to skating. What, what about you, Jason? Yeah, it's weird. I'm kind of different. Like, well, first of all, on the East coast here, it's probably the same in, in Minnesota. Like most skaters have some other interests during the winter time, like art, yeah. you know, maybe skart, AKA, you know, skateboarding and art, like woodworking, shooting pool, gaming, you know, being a regular at a bar. But me, I was, I was in the nerd shit way before I started skating, like your comic books, like your video games. I was also into like, you know, your ignorant ass rap music. <laughs> so yeah, I had a bunch of interests before I started skating, but this video is tight because it shows how skaters like if they want to do do something like really really do something that will take a long time to get good at like they don't care like if you suck at the beginning like we don't care we'll put in as much time get vibe whatever you know in order to get good at something like most civilians can't handle that you're talking the the, the boxing video yeah the box yeah the tour good old box boxing video yeah like most civilians they just can't handle it like the other day, like so, someone was talking about lifting. They were like, oh, how long did it take you before you saw results? I was like, I don't know, like a year and a half. They're like, what? No, uh -huh. I can't do that. No, I'll fuck it. I can't do that. You know, because with skating, how long does it take you to even like ollie up a curb? Like six months or something? I don't know, maybe don't less. Know. But even, yeah, how, how long before you actually can do stuff and, you know, look halfway decent on your board? It's like a year and a half, like two years probably, right? So... Basically, if you're a skater, you have like experience with sucking at something for a while before you get good at it. So it's good for us, I guess, if you want to, you know, take up another interest. For sure. I think I'm a lot like Mike in that skateboarding has colored everything that I do. You know, like the people that I know, even, even though they don't skate, I know them because of skating. Either like they knew some skaters or whatever. I think I got my job because of skating. Like mm. certainly like everything I do professionally you know like i'm a social media person like i did my so first social media stuff for the skateboard mag and like i make videos i always made skate videos like and then stuff that i do outside of skateboarding like i ride my bike and i think i always ride my bike with like a skater's mentality you know like oh i can like hop off this curb or like mm -hmm. hit this turn a certain way or whatever and then i, I think collage is maybe like the one thing that I do that's like not super skate related. Although sometimes I'm like, this would be a sick graphic. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I, I saw your, uh, your note about the biking and it reminded me, uh, my wife's company used to have like the a bike bar crawl that they did. And I went out on, you know, whatever Friday night that, that, that summer night was and, you know, biked around for half an hour, maybe hit a bar and then, you know, a woman I'd never met who was biking with the group was like, you're a skater, aren't you? I'm like, what? How do you even know? And she's like, well, I lived in California, but the way you talk and the way you bike, like, tipped me off. And I'm, 
Yeah, you got me. Were you like hidden jumps and stuff, or like what do you think it was that tipped her off about your riding? It, you know, like you ride under a, a highway underpass and there's the embankment. What do you do? You go up that, and you right, come down that, and yeah, you just. Yeah, I think it's the slashing and it's the uh, slash dog, slash dog style, slash dog style on a bike. And you know, when you were again, when you were talking about it at Templeton, you know how it informs the way you ride a bike. I, I was thinking, would you know, cycling a bike? I I I know no other kind of terms of partial derision for bikers to use, but I, I'm actually curious, you know, if some serious bike person is hitting the little banks just because they're there or, you know, slashing a curb or, you know, I can't, I've got this one bike where it's, you ride along the curb and then hop up and like hit the front wheel or put your front wheel up on the curb and then your back wheel kind of grinds on the curb and then you get off. I don't know. It's just, it, it, it seems inescapable. I feel the same way as you do. Yeah, I I think there are bikers who who like to slash. You know, they like maybe they come from like a BMX tradition or something. Yeah, because um, I like I I work in the cycling industry and it's like some of the videos like you'll see somebody on like a road bike like slash up a Jersey barrier and like mm. it's super surprising. You know, like they're in the full kit and like slashing the Jersey barrier. Wait, hold up! Like one of those like Tour de France. Yeah, like bikes? drop bars, clip pedals, yeah. skinny tires. Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah, it was it was pretty right. sick, but I'm pretty sure that guy like came from BMX or something. Judging from the video, like the rest of the video. So my kid likes we've we've got a butcher shop like a block from our house, and they're closed on Sundays and Mondays. My kid just loves to go over there and like loke out in the parking lot, ride her bike around, drop off the curb, that kind of thing. And there's like a Wally block, you know, slightly slanted, and I'll be over there biking around with her. All I want to do is be able to wally on my bike. I have neither the skills nor fortitude to learn that at this point, but I look at that thing every day. Is that a thing? Do BMXers wally? I think you I can wally. Know. I guess I, you have they, to have, be to. they have to. I can't, I can't like think of an instance of somebody wallying on a bike, but it, it, must, it must be possible. Just like a little like, like wheelie and then thump and like you're out. Probably not as satisfying as a wally unless you're good, but... Did, uh, did Mark Gonzalez land the bike kickflip yet? Hmm. I don't think the Gons has, but I'm pretty sure somebody has. That's, that's crazy. I looked that up. I don't know if it counts if some other dude did it. <laughs> We're not going to count it. But um, yeah, back to that Tory Goodall thing. Another part of the video that I thought was tight, like you talked about like getting injured and drinking a lot and getting into that cycle. Like That's really easy to get into when you're injured. I would assume, especially... If you're pro, because like you have no real schedule or you know place right. you got to be or whatever at any time, it's crazy too. Because like when you break a bone and you go to the hospital, what's the the first thing they do? First thing they give you after they like mush your bone back into place? More crutches? Mm, yep, they give you a fat shot of heroin. Yep, <laughs> or synthetic dilated synthetic. I mean, hair hospital heroin as they call it. A a, a a a uh, Jesus opioid. Of some yeah, yeah, and then they send you home with like a big ass like mason jar full of perks or whatever. So that's really easy to get into, like a real easy vortex to fall into if you if you get injured. So if you can get like an interest like art, you know, playing Call of Duty or even when you get better like Tori did like boxing or something, it's sick. So shout out that guy. 
yeah, I think no matter what, it's good to have some varied interests. But for me, like, it's so hard to do anything but skate when I have that opportunity. Oh, yeah. Like, if it's nice out, like, yeah. Yeah, like, how how do you go ride your bike instead of skating? You know, like, I, I have a mountain bike that I've ridden, like, like, a handful of times on trails. Because right. anytime I have the time, I'm like, why would, I, why would I go mountain biking today? I could go skating. Yeah, like, it's funny. I got way into running like 10 years ago i ended up running a marathon damn and like you have to stick to a schedule like they give a spreadsheet or you have to run like x amount of miles this day and like do this and that like it's all planned out and shit so yeah i'll be running when it was like nice as shit out and i like see some people skating at like albert hill like that school in richmond you know the one tumbling right mm, is that the one with the like mellow bank yeah, yeah, the one with the like hip, but it's barely a hip. Like yeah. it sucks. It part sucks. Mm-hmm. So then it's yeah, like I was running or whatever, and I saw people scan. They were like, "Hey, Jason, what are you doing?" Blah blah blah. So I was like, "Damn, which I was skating now." But I'm not gonna run any. I'm not gonna do long distance running anymore. I'm over. Once I finished the marathon, I was over it. Yeah, it seems brutal. It was. It is brutal, man. I got injured way worse and way more frequently doing that than skating. Period. Yeah, my my body does. I think as much as I'd like to run, totally get how good it feels and. How good it is for you but yeah my body my ankles probably i think i've said it on here before but you know I'll, I'll like get the get the wild hair once a year and be like oh it's spring i'm gonna run a mile quick or two miles or whatever and i'll come home and like my ankle feels like i rolled the shit out of it for a week damn yeah i'll for do like, the record did not roll my ankle running but yeah i mean i'll do like three miles here and there but like yeah yeah some people like it's you know, it's like a whole lifestyle, man. Some people run a marathon every every weekend. Like it's it's like the it's like skating, like the whole other fucking subculture as well. Right. Yeah, I I get the the interests and yeah, if I didn't have the need to get rad, maybe running would be <laughs> the thing to do. But I got to do I mean, tricks. I mean, I've I've dabbled in some mountain biking as of late, like single track stuff, and that gets that approaches skating in terms of like zoning out and just being like i am doing this and oh shit i'm doing that oh yep do that that this a third you know it's that um yeah i I had a a former boss who is a snowboarder and mountain biker and he said it's about addressing terrain which i think that's what skating is too it's like oh there's a bench here there's stairs here and like you know you're riding down the trail it's like oh there's a route here there's a bridge here like you know it's all just about addressing terrain and getting rad and being outside it's, it's absolutely immediate and um you know stripped of just anything else that you might be worrying about that day it's just all right turn oh there's a little berm i'm gonna hit that oh what's this oh god i gotta go through these trees uh get skinny you know it's constant action and uh yeah i i do like that i i do think biking I, I thought of it and it's like biking and just maybe being curious. And I had like the, 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 the seeds of being a Wikipedia dad, you know, going to bed and reading Wikipedia since I was a kid, but it's that and like biking, I think that predated skating and maybe an interest in basketball though. I turned into a true, truly cursed Minnesota Timberwolves fan and NBA fan writ large based on, you know, skate friends getting me into it years after i'd kind of lost track of it so there's also a uh, a bunch of like former pros have gotten into 
different disciplines like Joey Bast is a golf pro, I think. I think mm -hmm. Drake Jones is probably a golf pro as well. Like Kane Gale, your boy Kane Gale is yeah, uh, kickboxing, like Muay Thai kickboxing. Oh, that's right. Does that shit. So yeah, I think yeah. as skaters, like we all we kind of have that need for a physical outlet like that. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. But I'll I'll tell you what, it's r really hard to replace skating or the feeling of landing a trick that you've been trying for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like running a marathon was cool and everything. <laughs> um, my whole like left side of my body went numb the last ten miles or whatever. You know that was a tight accomplishment or whatever. But like I don't know, dude. It's kind of really hard to replace like feeling of landing a trick or being out skating on a nice day. Or something you know. If you know something, let me know. Me up, but I haven't found anything yet. Yeah, nothing comes close for me. Nope. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm trying to think of, yeah, it's like a toss up between <laughs> a super, I don't know, super confident, like grind on a quarter pipe, probably frontside grind, which I don't know. What is the best skate feeling? Because sometimes landing that trick you've, you've been trying forever is just like relief. Right. I'm always mad at myself. Like, Finally, you fucking idiot. It like, <clears throat> took you forever. Right, right. I think for me, like a sick, long, dipped backsmith is like the best feeling. Because it's a trick that I'm like pretty good at. Like not, not like a go-to like every time trick, but like good enough that I can do some every session. And like it just feels really good. And I think it looks cool. And like I know that I look cool when I'm back doing a backsmith, <laughs> so like that, you know, ups the good feeling. What about yeah, you, Jason? What's your like man? Best probably just trick? Uh, probably just doing a really good no slide for a, for a while for a decent length and coming out forward instead of like flopping to fakie. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that control, like having control the whole time, feels really good. It, it probably is just you know familiar tricks that like you know you can do well and we're probably all at the point maybe i'll just speak for myself here but you know sometimes it can take a couple of tries but i think it, i think it is that combination of like mastery and confidence and familiarity uh so i just love doing like nolly heel flips fakey i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> yeah of course man like like a kickflip fakey i like doing like a trying to do a kareem campbell like Drift in blindside, kickflip fakey. Um, is there anything else? Backside tail slides are dope. Like, I can do them if I try pretty hard, and that feels great. Damn, I, I've never had a back tail that really feels great. Like, I'm just not good enough at it. Just always like a tail stall. Yeah, I mean, I'm not doing anything significant either, but I mean, that trick is tech, the technical term is unfuckwittable. So, yeah, for sure. And you've got that looking cool factor. What? I've got seven layers of Supreme on. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, when you do a back tail, it looks good. It's a good looking trick. The back tail is hard to fuck up, for sure. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Whether it's, you know, you're clad in Supreme or Dickies or front gear. Hmm. Still wish I or, had that or, one. Uh, or even Burlington Coat Factory, our new sponsor. <laughs> Yeah, head down to Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> use the promo code MOSTLY to get 20% off. That would be sick, dude. And some of these basketball podcasts I'm listening to where they have they have a block of like three to four minutes of ads. Jeez. I think we could get the Burlington Coat Nothing but respect for Burlington Coat Factory. I think we could get them. 
We love Burlington Coat Factory. Indeed. We'd be stoked to get the Burlington Coat Factory box. Which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Jason, what other than Burlington Coat Factory are you stoked on this week? Stoked on venture trucks out of San Francisco, California. Just did a collab with one of the sickest shops in the nation, Uprise. Uh, they got the Uprise Ooh. branded trucks, tight hoodies and whatnot. So yeah, definitely check that shit out. Psyched on the new Call of Duty game, Call of Duty Vanguard. It is a World War II themed uh, first person shooter. And being like a World War II nerd from way, way back, like I'm pretty psyched on it. Just started exploring it um, last weekend. Also stoked on being sober for seven months, actually a little more than seven months. Yeah, just, um, yeah, feels great just uh, taking it one day at a time, they say. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? Stoked on your seven months of sobriety. Congratulations. Hell yeah, yeah thank, man. Thank you, sir. Speaking of that venture uprise, uh, some of the, some of the uh, uprise adjacent kids in Minneapolis have that stuff on Super Sick. So, yes. My own stoked on. Uh, last night, got my daughter, my five-year-old daughter, her first COVID shot. It was a bit of a bit of an ordeal, but she took it like a little champ. It cost me twenty-two dollars and like twenty-four cents worth of toys at Walgreens after she ran out of the room screaming at me. So uh, I, I, I should be serious and just say that like my daughter had COVID, she was fine through it, but the fact that like. Anytime your kid gets a potentially life-threatening disease is fucking terrible. So I'm just very happy to be able to have her uh, halfway inoculated against it. So just positive movement in the direction of not having to worry about stuff. And then uh, on a lighter tip, I was at the shop today and kind of impulse bought some Satori 62 millimeter cruiser wheels, which are like that translucent green classic cruiser wheel really excited to try those out at some point it's not looking good because it's uh supposed to snow a bunch tonight in minneapolis it might even be snowing right now not sure but uh if it gets dry out i'm gonna be cruising very smoothly and satorally templeton what are you stoked on i am stoked on my KitchenAid stand-up mixer i made some chocolate chip cookies this weekend and used the mixer which we got for christmas last year and it just really makes the shit really easy. You know, you just toss the ingredients in and the mixer does all the work. So I was really stoked to have homemade cookies in like 35 minutes or something. The mixer is super satisfying, right? Oh yeah, highly recommend. And that's our show for this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter with the same handle at M Munzenrider. Jason, where are you? On the Twitter at Carbonite1994. On the Instagram at Frozen Carbonite. On the Xbox Live at Carbonite10101. And on Call of Duty, if you want to join my clan, just go to the part where you like can search for a clan. It's uh, Pants, capital P, capital A, lowercase n, lowercase t, lowercase s. Uh, Templeton, where can the people find you? I am on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. Later.
blazing The stuff that ain't nice to be lacing Inside ya, cause I be that house of provider For pie in the prime that be deep as the facade And adventure, niggas need to test they freaking temperature For the sickness, that be spreading with the quickness Remedies, cousin, I be doing on my enemy Penalty, then I drink 40 to their memories Emotion, crossing through your town street vicinity Blood smoke in the air, it fills my identity Ready to spark up the Mac and Cal. Let me hear you say stimuli. When I first met- 